Hello folks, welcome to another episode of In Melbourne Last Week. This is a conversation podcast where I speak to everyday people who do extraordinary things. My name is Ivan Pugioni, and I'm a Melbourne-based podcaster, actor and voiceover artist, and I'm one of the voices behind the Seinfeld podcast, but I don't want to be a secondary character. Last week I spoke to the hosts of a podcast called What You Will Learn. Uh, it's two Aussie blokes that love reading great books, and each week they share the best bits from the best books, and they interview the world's top authors. Their names are Adam Ashton and Adam Jones. They were really great to talk to. I went to their studio, and uh, we spoke about some books that they like, or some of the best advice or the most sage advice that they learnt from their uh, discovery, as well as something really exciting coming up for the podcast. So, like I said, it was really good talking to them, and I hope you enjoy it as well. And uh, here they are, Adam Ashton and Adam Jones from the podcast, What You Will Learn. I'm in the studio of What You Will Learn, a podcast. Adam and Adam are with me. Hey, guys. Hey, G'day, man. This is a, uh, it's an interesting studio. We should say that this is uh, Adam Jones' kitchen table. <laughs> uh, it's, it's probably not the studio you had pictured in your mind, but uh, this is our, our studio for our podcast. Well, this is where all the magic happens, doesn't it? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, it's yeah. similar to me. Like, I've got a desk in my second room. That's, that's how I do it. So, yeah. pretty straightforward. Well, it's the beauty of podcasting. Yeah, you know, portable equipment. You can go anywhere. That's it. Makes yeah. it easy. But I, I listened um, to what you will learn recently, and um, I really, like, I liked, I was just saying off air to you guys before, the quality is really good. Like, I thought, shit, these guys have a really awesome studio so you had us for yeah 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 fantastic it's a a little bit of we started off with a very very simple mic just like one mic between the two of us uh and we could hear like birds chirping in the background and you know someone cooking and washing the dishes and stuff and so the first sort of 50 episodes not so nice but uh since we upgraded to the next level up it it got a uh, exceptionally better yeah yeah that was like us too like we had a um because i use like usb uh interface um, and I used one which just plugs in USB and there'd be like this weird annoying like hum in mm-hmm. the background I don't know what that was I could never like with post-production I can get rid of it but then I bought this bigger one which has like an AC adapter and I was like oh there's no hum anymore yeah, I don't know there's like more current can go through it I'm not familiar with that kind of stuff <laughs> yeah. so it was just really bugged me yeah but like like me like because I do two podcasts like my older episodes for both of these podcasts are a bit rough as well like similar to you but now it just sounds much cleaner so yeah, yeah what so, a difference absolutely it's just an evolutionary process I think any you jump in at the very start if you let yourself go quick and dirty and then you know in the long run you actually evolve into something that's a little bit better than it was previously over time it just gets better and better yeah i think just from the very start it's a bit daunting if you are trying to go for the perfection of the perfect quality from your first episodes then you're going to fail before you even get into it yeah and just goes to show as well that how you to evolve you know like you start from that you're kind of doing diy kind of stuff and then you figure it out so it's kind of like to the listener you think they think oh wow they've actually evolved yeah you know they're going really well (laughs) yeah and we in terms of sort of everything we do it's sort of stepped up over time at the at the start so we read a book uh each and every week and sort of discuss between the two of us our favorite bits and at the start it was literally we'd read the book We'd get to uh, get to my place on a Saturday morning. We'd hit record. We'd open the book. We'd sort of flick through, talk a bit of junk. We'd say, "Oh yeah, this is a good quote," and then flick thirty pages later. Oh yeah, this was a, this is interesting. And we'd have like the ruffling paper sounds, and it was just all over the shop. But yeah. then we hit stop and we uploaded it, and that was it. And so, sort of everything we do is evolved since then. So obviously, the the audio quality is one, but then also the amount of time we're putting in beforehand, the amount of planning we're doing, the amount of structure we're adding to it, the amount of editing we do is sort of all gradually, gradually stepped up over time. Yeah, it takes a lot of time as well but you know, you got lots of rewards um so i guess with what you will learn for my listeners anyway i mean what is what you will learn i mean what do you talk about on the podcast so each week our aim is to really go through all the best bits from the best books 
So it's not really a book review podcast where we'll say, yeah, this book's good, this book's a piece of shit or anything like that. Yeah. Um, so in, the idea is if you've got a 300-page book in 30 minutes, if you listen to us, we'll do our best to really make sure you get through all the, the best bits and the best learnings and the best takeaways and whatnot by the end. Yeah. And then sometimes we also interview the authors just as a little bit of salt and pepper uh, to go with the book episode. Yeah, and different authors. I mean, I, I saw your back catalogue. You've spoken to The Barefoot Investor. You've spoken to a few other ones as well. I mean, how did you, like, what happened, like, when you try to get those people? Did you just get out, reach out to them, go, hey, I love your books. Do you want to talk about it? Yeah, we literally did just cold emails. Uh, and for the first eight or nine months, we had zero interview guests. No one would uh, take, our, take our emails. Uh, we had a, a freelancer, like, we outsourced to a guy in Kenya to oh. <laughs> do, like, 50 cold emails. And we'd get, like, maybe one person reply and then zero responses and then we sort of refined the, the email a little bit and then he'd send out another 50 maybe three would respond and we get one person and it just sort of again an evolution I guess stepped up from there yeah, yeah. Wow. the big concept around that only is just like leverage yeah, as you get a little bit higher you can leverage the name you've done previously then every now and then you might do like a quantum leap in the guess you get like a big one for us as soon as we landed Seth Godin um, and we could just drop his name in all the other emails to other interview guests they'll be like hey they got Godin he's a bigger dog than me Yeah. so yeah. then you know it helps them with the decision making process definitely and it kind of gives you a bit of clout as well you know it's kind of yeah. like hey we interviewed this person can we talk to you mm, and it's yeah. like oh okay cool Yeah. <laughs> awesome so because you do get the best bits for the books what's some of the most out of all the books that you've done so far how many episodes in are you at the moment at 230 230 lots of books lots of paper lots of time to read what's some of the most I guess it's probably pretty hard to pinpoint one or two but what's I guess in general some of the most sage advice you've ever come across you think you look at a book and you think oh shit I Mm. never thought of this concept in this way i mean what i mean for both of you i guess or either one adams like whichever like what do you yeah what's been some of the advice you think it's it's what's some of the advice which has changed your life mm. i think um there's hundreds and hundreds of ideas that we've come across and in trying to retrieve what some of the best ones i think different books give you different analogies to actually take life upon uh so one was used a lot of is a bit like the baseball analogy the idea of actually stepping up to the plate hopping in the arena so you got the choice of doing that or you can sit on the sidelines and watch the people play and hurl abuse at them but then when you're sitting up and you're playing baseball the idea of taking a swing and when you're taking swings at the very start uh your hit rate is going to be very low and you know that's just that's just part of the deal but over time you actually improve yourself improve yourself and really all it takes is one big swing sometimes and then you have might something might actually start working for you and you might have an improvement in your life or whatever a similar one to that we just read um principles ray dalio and he's got a, a sim- somewhat different but similar analogy in terms of life is a bit like a jungle so you've got two decisions your first decision is you might just sit where you are now not go through the risky scary jungle where you got snakes and lions and i don't know what it is in ray's jungle but i'm sure there's some uh, interesting stuff in there lots of exotic animals <laughs> exactly for the, the great life's on the other side of the jungle but to get to the great life you got to go through the jungle or you can sit and stand here so again it's i think that idea of like do you want to be someone who steps up to the plate and mixing analogies now <laughs> step up to the walk through the jungle to step up to the plate to take, take a, swing a swing and have a great life or you just want to sit on the sidelines on the other side of the jungle sit on your ass yeah. and um just accept it and, and that's it so i think those that kind of metaphor 
is something that you carry into your day-to-day life and yeah. just day-to-day decisions. You know, it might be you'd be sitting there in a meeting or something and you're like, you know, at the very start of it, it might nerve-wracking to say a new idea that no one's ever thought of. But again, you just fall back on those analogies. Or if you've got the example of presenting anywhere, again, it's that analogy, choosing the harder path, understanding that over the long run, um, it's going to have a net positive impact on everything you do yeah and to quote another american sport from michael jordan um well he did play baseball for a bit as well <laughs> funnily enough um he said you miss 100 percent of the shots you don't take mm. so i guess you can apply that as well and that's the sad thing too because it seems like with that kind of mindset of sitting on the sidelines i think that affects most people doesn't mm. it i mean a lot of people haven't found their passion or their joy and they kind of just go through life mm. you know doing their job paying their bills take care of the kids and they don't really seem fulfilled yeah most certainly so i'll i'll pull uh, some of my favorites we actually did after we did 100 books we did like our top 10 lessons and so uh there was a i think there was a good way we saw where we having read so many so many different books and taking all these different ideas for us to sort of step back and have a think what are sort of the main messages that are coming across and i think one of those is like that element of proactivity realizing that you can choose realizing that you do have sort of the power to do something a little different as you say you know most people are probably just going somewhat passively through life doing what they've always been doing or doing what their parents did or doing what their teacher said to do or doing what their boss is telling them whereas you got to realize that you do have a lot more power than than you believe so you can sort of do something a little different you can step up to the plate and take a swing you can get in the sidelines you, uh, get off the sidelines into the arena you can you know slay the tiger going through the jungle I forget what else other analogies <laughs> Jones man was mixing together there just insert any predator, yeah. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> any predatory animal tiger exactly. lion yeah. leopard whatever right. yeah. Yeah. yeah and I think the other, the other really big one is uh, delayed gratification so there's the you know, you can take the easy road, which is the instant gratification, which is, you know, sit on the couch and watch Netflix instead of reading a book or whether it's uh, eating a cheeseburger instead of going to the gym. Like in the short term, going to the gym and, and doing a few weights, that's hard. Yeah. Uh, but in the long term, you get the, the delayed gratification, you get the longer term payoffs of a, of a healthier, stronger body. Absolutely. And I guess it, you can kind of apply delayed gratification to podcasting because just going into podcasting you, you kind of um you get people who are like wow look at joe rogan or yeah. whoever look how much money they're making uh you know all i need to do is just pull out my phone do an episode and i could make a million dollars you know and then and, but you know for, for like us we've been doing podcasting for a lot for a while and you know we've seen even though we're not like joe rogan commanding like we're not, we're not doing like five commercials yeah. at the start <laughs> yeah. of each episode yeah um but we, we were kind of working hard. We've grown like listener bases in our respective fields in, in podcasting and we're kind of seeing the fruits of that already. So I guess, yeah, we, we've kind of done that as well. We've kind of, in, in terms of podcasting. Mm. Well, yeah. I think it ties in perfectly. Like on, I, I don't know what most people do on the weekend, um, but the three of us here, we're, you know, on the weekend, we're doing a podcast. Yeah. Uh, and that's probably, you know, short term, maybe it's more enjoyable to go to the pub with a few mates and have a palmer and chips. But longer term, you know, by uh, over years and years of doing this, you know, the short, small little sacrifices, each weekend builds up to something uh, much better in the long term why go to the bar to get a palmer and chips when you can just buy the bar that's it mate. <laughs> in 30 years you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. have as many palmer yeah. and chips as you want mate yeah for free but yeah i think we are working for free is something that makes sense maybe for, for us here but for a lot of people like hey why why it just doesn't make sense at all just working for free but in the case of podcasting if the worst case scenario or was for us might have been similar for you ivan is that um we're going to read books we're going to enjoy the process of going uh through the books and talking about it like we would anyway you're going to enjoy listening to it if no one listens the worst case scenario is we get higher uh listener or higher retentions through what we read yeah and i think that can be applied to any side project if you look at the worst case scenario and if it's net positive anyway then it's a really good side project 
but then if the upside could be you end up making an income or a living off something that you're really passionate about, you'd work for free anyway. Yeah, that's right. It doesn't become a job anymore. Mm, exactly. Yeah, definitely. And uh, yeah, with the with the podcasting, I mean, yeah, all you do, and, and even with regards to learning or retaining, like you mentioned, what's in the books, you're also learning more skills in podcasting as mm, well. Like you're improving your presentation, your production skills. So you you are there is like you said net benefits. Yeah, and I think uh, the biggest one with podcasting is kind of organizing your thoughts a little bit. I used to be. I'm still not amazing. I used to be about a one out of ten at being able to organise a thought and speak to anyone. But okay. but through the process of podcasting, you organise your thoughts before you you say something, and you know helps in that. And then the long term value in that that's absolutely huge. I think a good comparison is looking at say like a master's degree. If if, if you if the goal is skill acquisition, the tr- uh, traditional path might be go down do a master's, spend thirty forty grand four years of your time on that. Or if there's specific skills like learning to speak or anything like that. You do it through a podcast, and they're the comparisons for skill, skill acquisition. I'd yeah. say. Well, are you? Do you two have like a philosophy background or anything, or is it just through discovery? To you? Yeah, no philosophy from me whatsoever. I thought philosophy when I was in uh, uni. I thought they were just the the wanky people who thought they were too cool, who were just thinking these big thoughts and uh, thought they were better than everyone else. But uh, I think I, I really enjoyed some of the philosophy books we've read. So yeah. I, in terms of like formal education through schools or lectures and stuff, I don't think I've been to a single philosophy class. Okay. Uh, but by reading some of the books we've read, like books on Stoic philosophy or books on like or Buddhism or you know this uh, the one that you mentioned like Radical Acceptance by Tara Brach that we <laughs> recently did like yeah. completely uh, left field book that we wouldn't normally read but uh, shed a different light on something else that you wouldn't normally think about. Yeah, and it's good to get those different opinions as well. And obviously with Buddhism and those kind of techniques, they've been around for thousands of years. So obviously they're working. Mm. Yeah, they're, they're helping definitely. Um, Now, speaking of your radical acceptance episode, I did talk to you guys about this off air and uh, I'm glad you were comfortable, but you mentioned something about having your own stories. Adam or Adam, whoever wants to go first. I mean, what? Because one of the things for this season of In Melbourne last week is adversity and survival. I mean, I've spoken to people who suffer from mental illness i've spoken to people who've been survivors of domestic violence and myself too i had cancer as well and i had major mm. surgery to you know remove the tumor which i talked about in several episodes before so yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. all about you today so we've all overcome our adversity in some way so i guess what's your story of, of adversity for me about five years ago before i started reading books or anything i was at university at the time i was studying engineering but slowly really going off track uh <laughs> Looking back at some of it, retrospectively pretty funny as well sometimes. <laughs> I used to, got locked up a few times for just doing stupid shit. Um, took a lot of drugs, uh-huh. smoked a pack a day, cigarettes, uh, loads of booze, especially when I was traveling. Anyways, probably not going in a good direction overall. Luckily, someone did plant a seed about, this is where all my reading started, was someone planted a seed about this book called Alan Carr, The Easy Way to Stop Smoking. I'm really excited for anyone listening if they're a smoker now because this book's going to just absolutely change their lives. If they've got someone they love, just go out and buy this book now and just give it to them. So what's the book about? It is a book that by the end of it, you'll quit, but it doesn't say anything bad about smoking at all within the book. All it does really is sell the upside of non-smoking to an extreme point. By the time you finish the book, um, you actually through your whole circuitry and everything you just don't want to smoke anymore and then from day one you're absolutely excited to be a a non-smoker and i think most people when they try and quit smoking it's like it's they're trying to give up something that's like the analogy they use going cold turkey going cold turkey they go to a party they'll avoid their friends who are smoking and everything like that but this is more like 
Um, it's incredibly a non-smoker. Go out and celebrate, go and party and everything. So day one, I've got really drunk again and just partied because I was, you know, a non-smoker and it's exciting. But anyway, long story short, that was one book, costs 30 bucks, eight hours to read, return on investment, hundreds of thousands of dollars, probably five years extra of my life from a bloody book. And that $30 you would have spent on a pack of cigarettes. <laughs> I mean, the cost of cigarettes. Yeah, days, exactly. It's, it's almost like it, it's, it should be a deterrent. Well, the, I used fun. to smoke Benson and Hedges and someone the other day in just a shop over there, it was 45 bucks. Oof. 45 bucks. So that's enough for two books now. Yeah, two books. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I was going to say, have you done an episode on the Alan Carr book yet? We have. Oh, you have. Yeah. I think, right. I think uh, we've done two. So one's on smoking, one's on alcohol. So I quit alcohol for two years as well from um, the alcohol book, yeah. which is pretty crazy. I think they're our most downloaded episodes as well, those two. So um, we do get messages from people who've quit because of just the episode, even without reading it. And Yeah. Would have know, been really cathartic special. for you as well, Yeah, you know, doing that. Absolutely. Definitely. So so with regards to the self-medication, was it because you were you said you were struggling with uni? Uh, I was doing okay at uni, but it was just the trajectory of partying, partying in general was just wasn't, ah, wasn't okay. going good. And then it was a slow, back to that evolution idea, it was that slow thing of just that one habit change, the ripple effect of that, and then the reading. It was like kind of substituting reading for smoking. And then that one change has just changed absolutely everything in four years, five years, which is a relatively short time. For sure. Now you're doing an awesome podcast and you talk about books. And it's actually really good because I listened, because I had heard of you guys before. And I might have seen you because last year I was at the Australian Podcast Awards. We yeah. were nominated for my Seinfeld show. Were you two nominated as well? Oh, I yeah. thought so. That's probably where it's I was. Marketing, yeah. Marketing, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So I kind of, I'd seen your logo and all that stuff. But then I listened to you guys for the first time last week or a couple of weeks ago and i'm like oh wow yeah you're like the reincarnations of like confucius and, and other <laughs> philosophers like seriously i listen back and i'm like wow you, like, I, I seriously thought you guys had like philosophy backgrounds oh wow the way, the way you presented and conducted yourselves and well appreciate and just, it yeah and you can definitely like i learned a lot from your last couple of episodes i'm actually going to go through all your back catalog and oh, slightly that. devour them <laughs> don't go too like, far they uh, start to fall apart those first year <laughs> but first I year it. i think it's good if we're for listeners who listen to the first one to see how bad it was really yeah i usually tell people for my two podcasts i'm like listen to my later episodes first and mm. then if you want go to the older ones yes. so you can see the comparison we actually just yeah. got a message from a guy in new zealand who said he started three months ago he started episode one he's got all the way through like 220 episodes in three months i feel like that's a that's like a massive yeah a massive effort it's like you and your seinfeld <laughs> <laughs> yeah because you're a seinfeld fan Adam Ashton, aren't you? big big yeah. seinfeld fan i've done every episode three times i reckon so yeah. well you might like fan. my podcast oh, i'm definitely know. gonna check it out <laughs> yeah, yeah for sure <laughs> thanks well um adam ashton i mean what's your um your story yeah i don't think i'd uh, i wouldn't want to compare myself to anyone who's gone through i guess the the real struggles whether it was mental illness or domestic violence or cancer like you mentioned but for me i think just the adversity side of it comes from just small little failures along the way and so a lot of the books that we've done talk about the importance of failure or the importance of hardship or the importance of obstacles uh and so again i'm not wanting to say that someone who's got cancer just see that as an obstacle and something you need to just move through but uh one of the books we did is obstacle is the way by ryan holiday okay and he just talks about the idea that anything you do in life, there's always going to be an obstacle on your path. It might be something as small as the boss gives you a project that you don't want to do or you have a fight with your uh, girlfriend or boyfriend in the morning or anything there is like on, from a small scale up to a large scale, there's always obstacles in your way. And the importance there is to, you know, some people want to either just, you know, stop when they see an obstacle, they try to find a way around it or they think that this isn't the right path and they might, you know, quit that entirely and try something else because it just starts getting too hard. They don't go up to the place. 
yeah. that's quite your baseball <laughs> that's it. That's right. Yeah, that's it. it. Yeah. Uh, but instead, he's saying that like, the obstacle is the way. If there's something hard in your way, that's probably a good indication that you actually are on the right track. In terms of if something's hard, most people are going to quit at that point. But if you can see that obstacle as an opportunity to learn something new, to try something different, to improve yourself beyond where you are now to get to where you want to be, then that's probably the good indication that you're sort of heading in the right direction. Yeah. And reframing it from a, a problem to an opportunity. Yeah, an opportunity. Yeah, it becomes mm. an opportunity. And it's also if you can overcome the obstacle or the opportunity, um, it's a testament to your character as well. Absolutely. Mm. I think you mentioned, it might have been two or three episodes before your last one, you mentioned that you read a book where they said that if you improve 1% a day, uh, which one was that again? Yeah, I think it was Grit, Grit. Um, by Andrew one. Duckworth. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That, that, yeah. that Kaizen oh, principle, that's right. yeah. That's right, yeah. I'll listen to that one too, yeah. Because yeah, because if you that's the idea. I mean, if you can improve as a human being as little as you can, then that's, again, that c- delayed gratification comes into it as well. Mm. If you do 1%, 1%, 1%, in 20, 30 years, you'll be Confucius. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, like, yeah, if that, there's definitely two different paths, like having an obstacle and being fearful of it and kind of cowering and moving away or seeing it as a good thing. It's like totally just flips everything on its head. Yeah. Well, which books have you heard of or read that you want to do an episode about? Is there anything that you've read online or maybe you've read a book recently and you're like, oh, geez, so that'd be worth doing an episode about. Is there anything that's come to mind for you two? Anything in the pipeline? Mm. Our, our book selection is pretty all over the shop. It just, um, what what book's next, Ashto? So some of the things we've got coming up heading into the new year, 2020, you know, news resolutions, everyone likes to, for a little while at least, think that they're going to make some big changes. So some of the ones we're, we've got coming up is Mastery by Robert Greene. And that's a, a massive book. And it's sort of like the, the whole step on the journey from someone in their early 20s, uh, or even if you're in your early 50s or 60s or 70s, and you're wanting to uh, make a big change in your life, he goes through sort of the process of how do you learn something, a new valuable skill and develop to become one of the best in the world at that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So I think like oh, wow. a, a book like that is uh, is really important to get a taste of if you, if you want to be on the journey to mastery and i think it touches on what you mentioned earlier about it can be frustrating for people seeing other people who are seemingly doing things they're passionate about and all that kind of stuff this book does actually touch on that area to actually find and develop that thing that you know you're going to be most passionate about in the long run because that's a, a question that just comes up all the time yeah, yeah. funny passion yeah another one you uh, you said you know what do we want to uh, do an episode about it's one we're actually going to redo an episode of like it was oh. in it was in like one of our first in like our first six or seven months and it was a really really good book and a pretty weak episode so we're going to redo it it's uh, called Mindset by Carol Dweck I think I've heard that one actually yeah, yeah, yeah. it's, a, it's a, a sort of simple idea uh, but an absolutely vital one for anyone to understand like there's two ways of looking at skills you either think uh, that there's skills that you're born with and you're either good at something or you're not that's the, the fixed mindset whereas the growth mindset is re- recognizing that any skill you can learn you can grow you can improve at you can get better at uh, and obviously if you've got a fixed mindset then that's it you can't improve you're fixed mm-hmm. so cultivating that growth mindset and realizing that you can get better can get 1% better every single day yeah. uh, having fostering that mindset is absolutely vital to any sort of growth and improvement yeah and for the people listening who might be sitting on the side of the jungle or yeah. baseball <laughs> panel or whatever you want to call it yeah. Yeah. I mean what they're probably thinking you know geez I could probably improve myself I've been passive for most yeah. of my life I mean just what do you two like what Peter advice can you say to someone right now who's probably going through passively and they can't find their passion right now I think um, start just throwing shit against the wall and then seeing what sticks is a pretty good analogy like uh, I think the idea that errors are investments so if you spend your time on something and it doesn't seem like it's for a good reason or an immediate 
return on investment that's going to happen straight away um that's okay it's an investment for the future of you discovering you know kind of be like self-discovery and then over time when you're throwing shit against the wall if there's a little bit that's going to stick <laughs> this analogy is completely on the fly by the way i don't know where they're coming sorry from. to put you on the spot <laughs> but the, um if the shit the, if the shit's sticking on the wall then i think it's important to make sure that you don't swap whatever project you're on if you're getting some early wins then if you push through say you know like the dip using seth godin's term there push through the hard time where most people quit you can get the benefits of scarcity so if you work hard on something so for us it was a podcast anyone can do a podcast that reviews books say for the first 20 episodes but when you're 200 episodes in that's when you get the benefits of scarcity and you're doing things that are a bit of a more more of a wider moat around it so at the very start though it's kind of that discovery process of just trialing and trialing and trialing things until you find something that resonates mm. and i think is building on that is making something as small and simple as possible like you might think uh it's the new year i'm gonna write a best-selling book international number one best-selling book that's a massive goal and that's sort of it's very easy to try and then quit like you can give yourself the out like oh i want to do this goal i couldn't get there so that's it i, I don't have to try anymore I've, I've had a crack and now i can give up yeah whereas if you start small and say that you want to write a 300 word blog post it's impossible not to do that of so course, i think yeah. yeah so i think chunking it breaking it down to something super super small that you can't not do it uh, is absolutely vital for sort of that first step and get you on the on the right journey in the very start cool well if you're one of those people do it <laughs> whatever the adam say yeah. just do it <laughs> <laughs> so what could, where can we find out more about what you will learn i mean you're on every podcast service i assume i mean do you have a website or where, where can we find you on social media so i'd say um for the podcast we're on itunes spotify basically everywhere you get podcasts I recommend people interested in what some of our favorite books are and everything we got a free downloadable document so we've got our top 50 where we'll go through the top high level things of what our top 50 are and then i think after reading that everyone's who's interested in books their reading list is going to probably double <laughs> but that can be found at whatyouwillearn.com forward slash top 50 have you considered doing like a hardcover version of that you know, publishing so funny your you own, ask. Uh, <laughs> you, own, have you had this conversation already no no we're just talking we about actually this are, yeah. oh, this is a, oh, it's okay. a very recent project oh. that um we haven't announced at all oh, yet but sorry. Um, whoops <laughs> that's okay that's <laughs> good Leaked just it. dropped that's but yeah we are thinking of doing um or in the process of doing a top 100 hard copy version which is going to be an extended you know like two page summary of each one to go along with a uh, audiobook so somewhat premium podcast content in oh. the audio version as well nice really cool oh, i'll pick up my copy then yeah. <laughs> well adam and adam thank you so much for being with me today or well, thanks for having me in your studio yeah thank <laughs> cheers you, Evan. thanks for having us thanks. Awesome. cheers cheers Thanks for listening to this episode. I'm away next week. I'm going to have Christmas off, so uh, there'll be no episode for next week, but I'll be back on Monday the 30th of December for episode five of this season. If you want to catch up on previous episodes of In Melbourne last week and look forward to future ones, be sure to subscribe on your podcast app. You can also find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and there is a website for this podcast as well, so all those details will be in the show notes. Have a Merry Christmas and Happy Holiday, and I'll be back from Monday the 30th of December with a new episode. Take care. (laughs) 